This is Credo. And today we have Jose and Alexandra, who are from Radio Maria Scotland. They're going to be talking about their experience of being part of the Britannia community, which was funded by a lady who, as a servant of God, Maria Esperanza. Good evening to you both. Hello. Thank you very much for being here today. Um, to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very, very excited to hear all about um, this Britannia community. So um, I will, please, I'm going to hand the airways over to you. And I believe you have some music to, uh, to Wonderful. Share. Yeah, um, well, good evening, everyone, uh, all, all the listeners. And ha- happy to, to be with you today on, on, the, on the Feast of All Saints, uh, a very, very special feast for, for all of us. Um, we, we are a family of three. Uh, my name is um, Jose, Jose Miguel, and my wife. Uh, I'm Alexandra. And my daughter. I'm Marie Antonietta. Marie Antonietta. So the three of us will be with you tonight. Um, well, first, first of all, thank you to Radio Maria England for, for the invitation to the Credo program. Um, we are origi- originally from Venezuela. We live in Aberdeen. And, uh, and we are, we're talking to you from a, a little studio. Uh, in our living room, uh, just yet. Uh, nothing too complicated, a mixer and a set of microphones that uh, Father Andreas uh, kindly brought up north to sow the seed of uh, Radio Maria Scotland. So uh, very, very happy to be to making good use of the, of the equipment up here. So we're, we're members of a, of a newly erected uh, public association of the faithful. Um, it's called the Britannia Spirituality Movement. Uh, and, uh, and we've been working for many, many years evangelizing and spreading the personal devotion to Our Lady, reconciler of people and nations, uh, and her call to conversion and deepening of the faith uh, and kindling sacramental and family life. <clears throat> so we are the representative of uh, Betania 21 or 21st. Um, we're based in the UK and, and we are the youngest of uh, all the other 20 Betania communities around the world. Uh, we were officially born on the 25th of uh, March 2021, so you're just one year old and a little bit, uh, a little bit more. And, and, and we'll, but we'll talk more, more about uh, the Britannia communities uh, in the programs ahead. Um, t- tonight, uh, we're going to talk about the, ve- the events that set all of this in motion uh, four decades ago, uh, which are the apparitions of Our Lady in Finca Britannia in Venezuela. Um, for, for the, for, for any, any, to avoid any doubt, Betania is uh, spelled B-E-T-A-N-I-A. Uh, it's the Spanish for Bethany, uh, you know, that memorable town, which has actually mentioned 11 times in the New Testament. Um, it's, you know, the place where Jesus often spent the night when, when visiting Jerusalem. Uh, the place of you know where siblings Lazarus, Martha, and, and Maria, dear friends of our Lord, lived. Uh, it always strikes me that you know Je- Jesus wept at, in front of the tomb of, of Lazarus in Bethany. Uh, so much he, he loved him. Be- Bethany is is the place of a portentous miracle that the resurrection of Lazarus. Uh, wonderful and that famous phrase from Jesus. You know, I, I am the resurrection and the life. If anyone believes in me, even though he dies, he will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. 
it was a place that um, Mary, the mother of Jesus, should have visited many, many times, uh, you know, with, you know, they were their friends. However, it's not that about that Bethany that we're going to be talking tonight. Um, instead, we would like to take you, brothers and sisters of, of peace and love, to Bethania in, uh, in Venezuela. Um, and it's, you know, what a, a better way of traveling to a country and grasp their culture than with a, with a music, with, with the song. So we have our first, first song tonight that we'll play. Yeah, this is uh, Welcome by the Bethania Choir. You're listening to Credo. We have Jose and Alexandra from Radio Maria in Scotland talking about the Britannia community. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, welcome, brothers and sisters welcome. of peace and love. Um, as, I, as I said, the, the, the music is the best way of, of grasp, you know, grasping the, the culture of a country. Uh, the, this song by the Britannia Choir is, is very, very close to our hearts. Uh, when we lived in Venezuela, we, we sang this song as members of the Betania Choir uh, to welcome pilgrims to Betania. Uh, we did it many, many times, uh, probably about, you know, over 20 years uh, as member of the Betania Choir. So Finca Betania, or, or Betania Farm, um, is not far from, from Caracas. It's about a 60-minute drive. Uh, Caracas is the capital city of Venezuela. Uh, it is a relatively small farm. Uh, it was a, a former sugar cane plantation. 
The first apparition of Our Lady happened on the 25th of March, 1976. Uh, in that occasion, uh, only Mrs. Maria Esperanza Medrano de Bianchini, who is now servant of God, saw the Virgin Mary. Uh, and although many of the people present there uh, didn't see her, uh, they saw you know, some of the luminous phenomena in, in the zone and, and around the grotto where the, the apparition took place. Um, Our Lady identified herself under the under a new title, uh, Mary, Virgin and Mother Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. It was a tremendous moment. Uh, the local bishop was informed, uh, at the time Bishop Bernal, he was especially touched by the messages. And after a few months of you know, careful consideration, he authorized that the Eucharist could be celebrated there. And he actually helped to develop the site as a place for prayer and spirituality for the faithful of the, of the region. With time, of course, uh, an increasing number of friends and families were going to Bethania uh, to pray the Station of the Cross, the Rosary, uh, all the, the devotions, uh, and to celebrate the Eucharist. And uh, there was this increasing sense of expectation, uh, as Our Lady has foretold to Mrs. Maria Esperanza in 1978, two years after the first apparition, that a great day was coming when all those present in Bethania shall see her. And it was on, on Sunday, uh, 25th of March, 1984, uh, Feast of the Annunciation, uh, a, lar a large group of friends and family of the servant of God, Maria Esperanza, gathered to, to celebrate Mass in the farm and have a picnic, as, as they often did on, on, the, on weekends. After the Mass, when they were preparing to, to eat, a group of children that were playing uphill near a, a small cascade ran, ran into the farmhouse to announce that you know they have seen a beautiful day, day, a lady appearing on top of the rocks, deep in the foliage, in the same place where the first apparition had, had taken place. So that everyone, you know, they all hasted up, you know, uh, that small that small hill, and they gather in that place. And and when they were, you know, get, getting there, our lady makes her make herself visible to everyone. There were 150 people uh, that day in Bethania, and they all saw Our Lady. There were seven apparitions in total between 3 p.m. and, and 6 p.m., each apparition lasting well, between 5 to 10 minutes, uh, except for the last one that uh, Our Lady appeared for approximately half an hour. During that afternoon, in the various apparition, people saw her, saw her like Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal, you know, with her with her hand extended, with rays of light coming out of her hands. Um, some other uh, saw in the Immaculate Conception, or uh, in, in Lourdes, you know, with a prayerful position with her hands in front of her chest, with a blue belt. Uh, others has, uh, saw her as Our Lady of Mount, Mount Carmel. The, the image had light that you know came within her, uh, some, something that called my attention, especially here when, even when the recorded testimonies of some of the witnesses is, 
is the fact that you know some of in, in their disbelief of you know they were actually seeing tried to explain you know the the vision and you know, well this is the sunlight reflecting on the trees and you know this this and that but, but suddenly the an image that looked solid like marble will vaporize or disappear in front of their eyes as easy as it had formed uh, and, the, and the, that little cloud will, you know, will flow again into the trees and be reab like reabsorbed by the vegetation. Others describe some some exceptional details of the operation. For example, that they could notice that the breeze that was moving their own hair will also move our ladies and her, and her mantle. That's actually, you know, beautiful. If, if uh, there are there are some of the testimonies are are in YouTube. If you want to hear them. So everyone concurred that was a feeling of overjoy, uh, an infinite happiness, thankfulness, uh, you know, immediately strengthened their faith, uh, an infusion of love and unity, and a, and a profound conversion of heart. It was very natural. There were no, no ecstasies like in other apparitions. They were able to, you know, to comment, talk among them what they were actually seeing. Uh, they prayed the rosary while when contemplating, contemplating Our Lady. According to, to one of the witnesses, you know, it seems like a dream, but it was a, a leaf a reality. The, the witnesses uh, is something that you know called the attention of uh, of the bishop. Is that it was a very diverse group. You know, there were engineers, physicians, psychologists, psychiatrists. Uh, there were an army general, lawyers, businessmen, housewife, college students. I mean, it was a, a very diverse group. Um, Father Timothy Byerly, who is the vice apostolator of the Council of Beatification of uh, Mrs. Maria Esperanza, in his books, uh, he considers that the characteristic of the operation was to, you know, to a large num number of people over a lengthy period of time. It is an outstanding moment in the history of the church. He asserts that this flash of, and I quote from his book, this flash of divine intervention transformed the sugarcane farm into an international focal point of reconciliation of Marian spirituality. And, you know, the word spread quickly like, like fire you know, among all the relatives and, and friends of, of those who saw the, the Virgin Mary. People start, you know, flocking to the tropical farm, you know, the, the curious, the devout, the sick, the needy, everyone. And, and over the next several years, the volume of pilgrims, you know, just swelled, not only from Venezuela, but from the U.S., Canada, other South American countries and, and the Caribbean as well. I, I, I remember the, when I when I when I heard about it, uh, you know, I was quite 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 amazed. I was 14 years old. Uh, I, I wasn't you know, a particular ardent Catholic at the time, uh, but of course, you know, a, a friend of my mom just you know told her invited to a pilgrimage to a to a farm where Our Lady's appearance. You know, I looked in look at the friend of my mom like, what is this lady talking about? <laughs> Uh, but we we went and of course you know it was uh, a starting of it, the change of my life. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about that in the in the following programs. Um, since that apparition, on the 25th of March 1984, the the apparition actually continued to take place, especially on the on the Marian celebrations and Sundays and Saturdays, and they were especially frequent during the years 1984 and 1985, 
and they start to, to be slightly spread out between 1986 and 87. Um, there are some records of, you know, later in the in even early 90s, some some people has testified to to have seen Our Lady. At that time, the local bishop in 1984 was Bishop Pio Bello Ricardo, and he calculated that between 1,000 and 2,000 people saw Our Lady in Britannia. He has started to investigate since the very beginning as witnesses' accounts of the apparitions were multiplying. Providentially, Bishop Pio Bello was the ideal bishop to investigate an ecclesial event like this, the one unfolding in Betania. He was a Jesuit scholar and former president of the Catholic University in Caracas. He was a psychologist and well-trained in theology, parapsychology and church history. His doctorate was in philosophy with a concentration in systematic analysis of the events. He consulted then the Cardinal Joseph Brasinger, who later became Pope Benedict XV, 16, <laughs> my apologies, who at that time was the prefect of the congregation for the doctrine of the faith. Cardinal Rasinger gave Bishop Piovello clear guidelines and a printed manual for the congregation for conducting the canonical process. The bishop followed to the letter. He regularly communicated with Rome and informed Cardinal Rasinger of his progress and seek his advice. Pope John Paul II was kept abreast of the developments in Britannia as well. For his study of the apparitions in Britannia, Bishop Pio Bello personally interviewed and compiled 550 written testimonies. Over 1,000 people signed these affidavits. As the local bishop, he had complete canonical jurisdiction and full authority to discern the authenticity of such claims in his diocese. Rome does not intervene unless it disagrees with a bishop's determination or sees flaws in his method of investigation. After three years and eight months investigating and discerning the events of Betania, he issued on the 21st of November 1987, on the Feast of the Presentations of Mary, a pastoral letter that reads. In consequence, after studying with determination the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Finca Betania, and after assiduously asking our Lord for a spiritual discernment, I declare that in my judgment, these apparitions are authentic and of nat supernatural character. Therefore, I approve officially that the place where the apparitions have taken place should be considered as sacred and, it, and that it be kept as a site for pilgrimage, as a place for prayer, reflection, and worship, where all liturgical acts can be celebrated, especially the celebration of the Mass and the administration of the sacraments of reconciliation and the Eucharist always in accordance with the laws of the church and the norms 
of the diocese. End of the quote. In July 1989, the acclaimed and awarded French Mariologist Father Vinil Laurentin visited Bethania. We remember very well this visit. He studied the apparitions and expressed his admiration for Bishop Pio Bello, the way he conducted the investigation and his communion with Rome, and the opportunity to describe the events to the Holy Father himself. Father René Laurentin saw the conversions and other fruits of Petania, healing of souls and body, as the most convincing evidence. It was common to hear the testimony of many priests that heard confessions in Betania about the deep conversions that were taking place there. Harvard-trained medical doctor Vinicio Arrieta, who uh, used to live in Maracaibo, which is another city in Venezuela, believed that over 1,000 physical cures have occurred in Betania. On the 8th of December, 1991, another extraordinary manifestation took place, the Eucharistic miracle of Bethania. Yeah, so some of you might, might have read about this miracle in the, in the webpage of uh, blessed uh, Carlo Acutis um, that he, he, he collected when he became famous when, when he was, uh, you know, raised to the altars. Um, he collected all the Eucharistic miracles around the world and, and, and included the, the Betania miracle. Um, it happened in, as Alexander was saying, 1991, 8th of December. After the bishop uh, issued the pastoral letter, he also authorized to hold prayer vigils in Bethania, in certain Marian feasts like the Annunciation on the 25th of March. That's actually you know, the, also the celebration of the anniversary of the apparition was uh, very, very, very popular among the pilgrims. Uh, on the 15th of August, for example, the Feast of the Assumption, or the 8th of September, the Nativity of Our Lady, and also on the 8th of December, Feast of the Immaculate Conception. This vigil, as, as I said, was you know very, very popular. Pilgrims would be in their thousands. And uh, at the shrine, it uh, was you know, absolutely packed. I remember to keep for hours to, to get to the, uh, because the, the road to the farm was relatively small, so you know, massive, massive queues of cars uh, to get into the car park. And people queuing for the grotto to get the water from, from, from the, you know, from the side Our Lady had appeared many, many times. Many times yeah. um, so on, on that night, uh, on the, on the uh, mid, midnight, midnight night, um, uh, Father Oti was celebrating Mass. He was the chaplain of, of the Britannia Shrine for many years. He was celebrating the Mass uh, you know, in front of hundreds of pilgrims in the outdoor chapel. Uh, he, uh, when he broke the large consecrated host into four fragments before the Agnus Day, he proceeded to consume one and place the other three in the pattern. Suddenly looking down at the pattern, he was stunned to discover that a red spot was forming, starting to form one of the fragments of the host. And from that spot, a red substance was beginning to flow until it covered a surface of approximately one square centimeter of, of, of a piece. It was similar to, to blood when it is charged from a cut of the surface of the skin. As it was, you know, the midnight, 
the midnight mass. He, he didn't want to cause a, um, an outpouring uh, at that moment. So he preserved the bleeding fragment of the host in a pixie and put it in the tabernacle. At 6 a.m. in the morning, he went to see it, and he was even more, you know, to, 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 to his attachment, attachment, the, the blood had continued to flow out of the, you know, that little cut in the, the host, and actually was accumulating at the base of the pixie. You see, you see the pictures and the video of that night, you know, actually see the, the, that the host continued to bled during the night. Um, so, you, you know, he, he described what happened during the night and in the morning mass. I, I was there. I remember that. Alexander, you probably I was there too, yes. remember as well. And, you know, we were all, also, we were all, yeah. all surprised. All surprised. Uh, and of course, you know, the people trying trying to see his, his show, uh, the pixie to everyone. There's there's video of the day. Uh, Many conversions happened that day too. Yeah, it, was, it was beautiful. And, and continue to... to to, to go because pilgrims go to visit the, the bleeding host. Uh, it's at the moment um, in a convent near near Caracas as well. But Pio, Monsignor Pio Bello, of course, initiated an immediately investigation of, and he authorized that a particle of the bleeding host will be subject to laboratory analysis by, by pathologists and, and independently by the Department of the Legal Medicine of the, of the police. Uh, they concluded that it was human blood uh, and it was AB positive, which mat matches actually the Shroud of Turin and the Eucharistic Miracle in, in Anciano in Italy. As I said, the host is uh, currently preserved in a secure monstrance at the convent of the Augustinian Recollects uh, Sister in Los Teques in the chapel you know, devoted to perpetual adoration and could be visited by, by the faithful. Um, I, I believe, uh, uh, I mean, um, after all, all, all these events, uh, I think it was time for a, for a break, break to sink in all that we have listened. Uh, we brought to you a couple of uh, more songs from the Britannia Choir. Uh, the first one is, his uh, name is Promised Land, and it captures the essence of, of Inca Britannia. And the second we'll listen to is uh, Hail Mary, uh, that actually the music was composed by my servant of God, Maria Esperanza. I hope you, you enjoy it. Thank you. This is, my mind is, is blown. <laughs> Just thank you so much. Let's listen to Promised Land now. And a spring of crystal waters, the morning dew on flowers welcomes everyone. The scent of many roses, the son of Marengale, is the land of Our Lady, reconciler of the world. It's the land of light, the graces and the sun. It's the place for peace and love. It's the new.
joy of the people surrounded by the children, the love of their glances captivate your heart. The color of the landscape, the prayer of the pilgrims, together we all sing, praising our Lord. It's the land of light, the graces and the sun, it's the place for peace and love. It's the new listening to Radio Maria. This is Credo and we have Jose and Alexandra and Maria from Radio Maria Scotland who are sharing their testimonies of uh, the Batania community that they um, their experience of being a part of, of this community uh, which was founded by Maria Esperanza, servant of God. And uh, I believe Maria and Alessandra are going to be sharing some of Our Lady's messages. That's correct. Thank you, Lucia. And uh, we just heard two lovely songs, and those songs were inspired by the messages of Our Lady, reconciler of all peoples and nations, that were received by servant of God, Maria Esperanza, the main visionary in Betania. She loved music. She actually was born the day of St. Cecilia, the patron saint of uh, musicians. Mrs. Maria Esperanza received messages from Our Lady from a very young age. We'll have the opportunity on our next Credo program to talk a bit more about her life and about our own experience with her over 20 years. This program we will uh, on the 22nd of November and it's entitled Betania and the Servant of God, Maria Esperanza. Next, dear brothers and sisters, we would like to read for you some fragments from the messages of Our Lady that were received by Servant of God, Maria Esperanza. These messages have received ecclesiastical approval to be made public. First, let's refresh the teaching from the Catechisms of, of the Catholic Church in number 67, which reads... 
Throughout the ages, there have been so-called private revelations, some of which have been recognized by the authority of the church. They do not belong, however, to the deposit of faith. It is not their role to improve or complete Christ's definite revelation, but to help live more fully by it in a certain period of history. Guided by the magisterium of the church, the sensum fidelium knows how to discern and welcome in these revelations whatever constitutes an authentic call of Christ or his saints to the church. Let's also recall Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, who explained that private revelation is a help to the faith, the definite Sorry, private revelation is a help to the faith to definite public, public revelation demands and shows its credibility precisely by leading me back to that definite public revelation. Dear brothers and sisters, let's now hear an extract of the message given by Our Lady on the day of her first apparition. Here, the most blessed Virgin revealed this new title, Reconciler of All Peoples and Nations, on 25th of March, 1976. Let's hear from our daughter, Maria Antonietta. Little daughter, here you have me, with my hands enriched with graces, and covered with splendors of light, to call all my children to conversion, this is the seed of glory I offer as Maria Reconciler of all people and nations. For I have come to reconcile all of you. Reconciliation is the inheritance of divine brotherhood of my divine son. Little daughter, hand on my message to all. I shall keep you here in my heart from today on and forever. Let's go back to the 25th of March, 1984, but this time in Rome, when Pope John Paul II consecrated the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. He said in his prayer, the power of this consecration lasts for all times and embraces all individuals, peoples, and nations. His words resonate providentially with Mary's title in her message and her apparition the very same day in Finca Bethania, just a few hours apart. Bishop Piobello explained that the Virgin Mary presented herself in Bethania as reconciler of all peoples announcing a call to conversion and deepening of faith. Most important was the call to solidarity, that is to say, a call to charity, especially with those most in need, the poor, the abandoned, the sick, insisting on brotherly, brotherly tolerance and the sense of each one sharing what they have with the rest as we read in the following message from the 16th of February, 1989. 
My little daughter, my little children, here I am, living amongst you. My little children, my heart beats with heavenly delights as I gaze at each one of your faces, which come to find the hope of better days, to solidify your steps on the road that leads to Mount Zion. My fountain of the waters of Britannia shall restore your souls to new life that will bring you to lead the life of an apostle, that is to say of service devoted to a mission of love, which shall reaffirm your trust in the light of the new dawn of my divine Jesus. He, my beloved son, wishes for all of you to live cradled in this motherly heart with the charisma and graces of the Holy Spirit. In this way, my children may hold hands based on the commandment, love one another. It is the only truth that can save mankind from a war amongst brothers. That is to say, in these times, all should resort to the charitable harvest of good deeds, which is the identification of love and truth of the people of God who are longing for social justice. Because as long as unity does not come forth, you shall lead a life of anguish, grief, shadows, and sorrow. Behold, little children, the love of a mother who cherishes you and comes as a starting point to lead you towards a law of justice, love, peace, and reconciliation, prayer, meditation, penance, and Eucharist. Dear brothers and sisters of peace and love, these last four words became the four pillars of the Betania spirituality movement. The servant of God, Maria Esperanza, said that these pillars lead us to develop our senses fully with the delight, grace, and charisma of the Holy Spirit. If we practice these four pillars, prayer, meditation, penance, and the Eucharist, with fervor and trust, our souls will be opened to the gift of supernatural life and profound communication with the triune God. They will transform us into missionaries of reconciliation. In our third uh, credo program, the Grace of Bethania, which will take place on the 20th of December, we'll explore a little bit more about this uh, particular spirituality and how we live it. Let's now read another message from the 8th of December, 1986. Daughter, children, I am here as I announced before, some shall feel me, others shall see me between the shrubs, others shall perceive the perfumed roses of my garden from heaven, and even more, some who are sick, by drinking from the water of my grotto of prayer, shall be relieved, and daughter, wherever I place my feet, it is as sowing the seed, 
and behold, the doctrine and gospel are enacted through the faith that comes forth from the heart of those who seek me. And I tell you, all of you shall be saved, for the church renews and calls to a burning faith. When her children draw close to the sheepfold of my divine son, to nourish themselves with his mystical body. And daughter, today many shall be nourished. Today there is a feast of angels in the whole world. And here in my promised land, I come to call mankind to reconcile with their brothers. I come to bestow peace upon the world and calmness to the people and nations. I come to reign in the heart of the most humble, and I come to soften the proudest and most arrogant so that they may amend their actions, all accompanying me. As you can perceive, the theme of reconciliation is central to Britannia as of course you might already uh, have gathered from the title of Our Lady in her apparitions. Reconciliation is the action or process of healing and restoring relationships that have been damaged. This includes not only the relationship with our brothers and sisters, known as the horizontal dimension of reconciliation, but also the relationship with our Creator, known as the vertical dimension of it. As beautifully captured in our Lord's prayer, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Reconciliation is a gift of God. It takes place in people's minds and hearts as they receive the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Because the family of man is in such a serious state of brokenness as this ray, the message of Bethania becomes prophetic and absolutely imperative, as Father Timothy explains in his book. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let's listen to our fourth and final message for this evening. It is from the 22nd of October, 1989. 1989. My daughter, my heart I gave you, my heart I give you, and my heart I shall give you forever. Daughter, children, I called you to come meet me so that you could feel me and see my image reflected at my grotto of prayer, to give you my message in the silence of this retired corner at the refuge matter, and you could attend my petition. Daughter, children, I am speaking to all of you. Listen to me. In this in every site and place of the world, there are many families that as days go by, as time elapses, have transformed themselves into great families. And behold, I come so all those families do not separate or divide ever. For I wish the bigger the family, the more and more they shall love one another. 
in order to augment their own spiritual strength and come to lead an evangelic life. And so, from now on, a call may be made for a program of human solidarity for healthy families with renewed spirituality, coming together and creating a nucleus of true children of God, growing, turning into great communities that shall call on their brothers of the whole world. Begin at once, my little ones. I keep you here in my heart. In our families, it's where we learn to love. It's where we learn to forgive. Fostering those strong relationships, it is the place where we learn to reconcile. For servants of God, Maria Esperanza, the key to a successful family life was prayer. She told everyone, I wish for all of you to get together and pray the Holy Rosary with your family, because then you will see a complete change. Pope Francis invited everyone to rediscover the beauty of praying the rosary, which has nourished the faith of Christian people throughout the centuries. St. John Paul II, in his apostolic exhortation called Familiaris Consortium, said, Prayer constitutes the strongest incentive for the Christian family to assume and comply fully with all its responsibilities as the primary and fundamental cell of human society. There is no doubt that the rosary should be considered as one of the best and most efficacious prayer in common that the Christian family is invited to recite. So our thoughts uh, go back to Bethany near Jerusalem and to Bethania in Venezuela. Both places have that share a name. God had worked wonderful miracles that confirm and strength our faith. Places of brotherly unity, of friendship with our Lord, with our Lady, a place of peace and love. We would like to thank you to thank you all, listeners. I would like to thank the Bianchini family, daughters and, and son of our servant of God, Maria Esperanza, for continuing the legacy of their mother. To Father Timothy Byerly, vice postulator of the cause of beatification, for writing the book Maria Esperanza and the Grace of Britannia, which is a comprehensive collection of events and life of our dearly spiritual mother, Maria Esperanza, and a main source of what we have talked today. And uh, well, to Mario, Roy Maria England, uh, and to all you listeners again for, for your time and patience. And to Lucia, our wonderful operator there in the, the studio. Um, so uh, we would like to finish uh, taking some calls and, and, and a prayer with a, a prayer to our later reconciler of people and nations. Uh, and finally, a final song if, uh, if we have time to. We do we have the Ave Maria of Inca. We'll play this now.
Just a little reminder that our lines are open if anybody would like to speak to Jose and Alexandra or Maria about the Batania apparitions 01223 375564.
That was beautiful. That Ave Maria of Inca Betania was written by Bishop Pio Bello Ricardo, and it sums up the apparitions of Our Lady, really, if you listen to each mm. of the of the the lyrics and uh it was interpreted by the betania choir yeah i thought that's lovely i love those words i was gonna, gonna have to share that with me later as well. <laughs> so do, do we have we, any we didn't have any we don't have any callers um but i would just like to uh, you have a statue um you showed me a statue of that's Our Lady of Britannia. She was holding a. Was she holding the baby Jesus? And I just yeah. briefly saw it. Did, was she in any of the apparitions? Did she ever appear holding holding? Just yeah, the the apparition. Well, I mean, the image of Our Lady Reconciler is uh, is Our Lady with uh, actually no no veil. Uh, so the, the the hair is on on, co on cover. Um, the baby Jesus is in his in her right hand. And she had this attitude of, of uh, you know, delivering uh, Jesus to us. Um, the, the, the baby is, is facing front, slightly different from the from the other images. And um, yeah, that's how uh, Mrs. Maria Esperanza saw her as uh, our lady reconciler of people and nations, which is a beautiful image of uh, you know Mary delivering the the warm May flesh. You know the, the message of, of Jesus, which is you know what, what she's doing around the world, appearing, mm. uh, um, you know, in so so many sites around the world. I've just I've been so touched by um, by everything that you've shared this evening, and I just really want to find out so much more. So I'll be definitely um, reading all about these apparitions and um, looking forward to hearing your other your other programs that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks. But just what speaks to me so much what the whole world needs to to feel is she's just explaining how much she loves she loves us like a mummy like a proper mother you know how it, that's what's you know she cradling you said um so her being cradling in in her motherly love is what she said in one of her messages i think we all want that don't we? we all need that, that yeah. nurturing, that loving, that I'm going to, you know, do everything to make it all okay for you. <laughs> yeah. you know, Maria Esperanza used to say, uh, that we heard it many, many times, you know, it was thousands of people who would go and try to you know, speak to her and touch her. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll explore more of all her um, gifts in the next program. But, you know, she always to, to those people that were looking for consolation. You know, with you, you could see in their eyes were troublesome. She would say, "Well, you have three mothers. You know, your your mother here on earth, uh, myself, your new mom, and and our lady, your mom in heaven." Um, and you know, it's such a such a console, a comfort to to know that you have you know that motherly heart. Uh, uh, loving you uh, tenderly in, a in real heaven. motherly love yeah just beautiful thank you so much for sharing all of this with us that was a, a great pleasure thank, thank, you. thank you all for and thank invitation. you to our listeners and uh, as well the, this beautiful prayer to Mary reconciler of all peoples and nations which was as well uh, written by uh, Bishop Pio Bello Ricardo and uh, we would like to put to uh, you know at the foot of our lady 
all whatever comes into my of, of you know any problem any prayer that uh, our listeners are you know having at this point and um uh, you know our longing streams just place that to the foot of our lady reconciler of all peoples and nations and uh, we will pray that together if uh, if maria will read it for us holy mary mother of god and mother of the church we thank you for visiting our land as a kind mother who looks after her children. You have come to a secularized and distrustful world to renew our faith and the experience of supernatural realities. You have come to a sick world to heal our bodies and souls. You have come to our world invaded by sin to call us to conversion. You have come to our world divided by hatred injustice and violence to invite us to reconciliation and to brotherly love when you visited your cousin elizabeth she was filled with the holy spirit may your coming make the holy spirit pour the abundance of his gifts over us you found your son in the temple after three days of torturous search may your coming lead us to jesus christ and bring us together with him forever. Holy Mary, Virgin and Mother Reconciler of all peoples, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Virgin Maria, Scotland, Alexandra, Jose, and Maria. Looking forward to you coming back on again. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Well, we're here again on, on the 22nd of November. Looking forward to it. Thank you.